Hey guys, it is Friday, September 10th, episode 176, and today I have Christoph Mussenbrock, the co-founder of Etherisk. He talks about how insurance can be put on top of blockchain and all the issues that that actually helps solve. It's a really good episode. I learned a lot, and I'm sure you will as well. And with that aside, be sure to subscribe to the Blockhash Insider newsletter. It's only $250 a month, and you get unique market insights and breakdowns on the industry. The link is in the description below. And be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain, Kristoff, uh, and Etherisk, and insurance on blockchain. Enjoy. All right, Christoph, welcome to the Blockcast podcast. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, happy to have you, man. What's up? Where are you from? Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in Munich in Bavaria, where we have uh, the last nice days with fine weather. As always in Munich uh, in September, it's always nice weather. The Oktoberfest would be coming if COVID would not be there, then we would have a nice celebration. But uh, last year and this year, unfortunately, Oktoberfest uh, has been uh, sacrificed for COVID, but maybe next year. Uh, no, no Oktoberfest? I've always wanted to go to that. You don't know Oktoberfest? I, I've never been. Uh, what, what's that like? Uh, Oktoberfest is a huge, uh, a huge um, public celebration with lots of uh, beer tents and carousels and uh, roller coasters, and it's one of the hugest uh, um, public celebrations on the world. And uh, yeah, no normally it's one of the the big magnets for Munich here uh, in in autumn. Uh, but last year uh, it has been cancelled and this year also. Uh, normally we have uh, up to 5 million guests here in Munich uh, during the Oktoberfest, but well, it's like it is. Yeah, that kind of sucks that they've cancelled it, you know, because of COVID stuff, but I've always wanted to go. I've always seen like the photos and videos, everyone's dressing up and, and those outfits yeah, and they have the giant beers. and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pity, but and it's also an economic loss for all these uh, people who earn money uh, on this occasion. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, next year we have different times, hopefully, and then we will see. Yeah, hopefully things get back to normal pretty soon. Um, crazy yeah. world we live in, huh? Absolutely. Anyways, Christoph, tell me a bit more about yourself. Um, what, I want to know a bit about your backgrounds, how you, you know, got into this space, um, kind of yeah. what your journey was. Yeah, actually, I'm a, a mathematician from uh, for my education and training. And uh, after that, I entered into the banking space. I've been in, in the banking industry for 25 years, uh, 10 years in, in, a, in a bank. And uh, after that, uh, I've spent 15 years in the banking software industry, uh, mostly in Germany in the cooperative sector, which is uh, something like also a decentralized organization. Yeah, So in Germany, it's a very special model. Uh, we have 1,000 banks which are independent but connected in a huge network, and they are sharing some services and, and uh, they have some uh, commonly owned uh, companies, which are one of the largest banks, for example, in Germany, is owned by uh, these uh, cooperative banks, and they have uh, 20 million members, which is also a huge number. So it's owned by the people, and uh, that's also 
uh, the the link to the crypto space because uh, at, at, some, at some point uh, I decided to uh, to do something uh, more technical and more innovative and uh, this was five years ago and at that time uh, I stumbled upon Ethereum and Ethereum immediately drew my attraction because uh, different from Bitcoin which is uh, rather difficult uh, not to say poisoned community, uh, Ethereum was very friendly. Yeah? And uh, if you look at their uh, channels and Reddit and so on, Ethereum is very uh, developer friendly and that attracted me. And uh, so the only thing to, uh, to what, I, what I was thinking about was what is the, uh, a nice project which I could launch. And so I, I'm from banking, but um, my thinking was uh, everybody's doing banking on uh, blockchain already, so that is al already owned by other people. So what is a space where nobody is in? And at that time, it was insurance. And uh, insurance is also close to banking, lots of regulations, uh, difficult stuff, uh, and uh, complex matter, difficult mathematics. And uh, so that was something that I thought Maybe that's something which uh, I can do and where I have uh, something like a green field. Yeah? And actually, that was uh, also the motivation to do this. And uh, so I came from this traditional banking space. And uh, so I, my idea was to get rid of all these traditional stuff and do something completely new. Uh, and something which is uh, not done uh, by anybody before. And so I immediately was thinking, uh, let's do uh, a complete insurance company on chain. Yeah? Uh, not only a part of it, uh, but I, there are many difficult uh, things what you can do uh, um, on blockchain. Uh, if you pick one piece out of the huge space of insurance. But my idea was to, to put the whole insurance on chain in, in a single smart contract. And that was my first uh, idea, and uh, so I was astonished how easy it was. Yeah, and uh, of course I'm I'm not a professional programmer. I have been working in the software industry, but I'm not a developer. Yeah, I'm more I'm coming from the uh, the business side. So I had some basic uh, skills in programming, uh, and uh, so I learned Solidity in a few months. And uh, so actually, this insurance uh, was one of the first uh, exercises, so to say. Yeah. And then uh, I was astonished how easy it was to, to build a small smart contract which covers the whole process of insurance. And of course, I, uh, I thought that maybe something which I uh, could uh, explore more. And so we decided to, to build the first product around it. And uh, at that time, it was the early days when uh, maybe I've heard about it, the, the DAO. Yeah, it was one mm -hmm. of the largest projects which uh, got hacked and 160 uh, million dollars uh, were at stake and some people from germany had uh, had this idea and um, luckily uh, they managed to somehow fix it uh, and uh, fix it by forking ethereum in ethereum as we know it and ethereum classic uh, and uh, this day was actually something like a venture capital um, something or a replacement for venture capital, and actually, I was one of the first to 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 um, to create a proposal for this Deo to get some funding, and uh, so Deo went uh, uh, something failed. Uh, so I need to look for something else, 
And at that time, uh, I also met some people uh, in DEFCON in Shanghai at that time uh, from the crypto space, um, which uh, all uh, still uh, accompany our, our development. And um, these people encouraged me to, to follow this path, but also to look for some funding. And it was 2017, so everybody was talking about ICOs. And uh, so we decided also to, to explore if a token could be something which could be used in the context of an insurance. And so in 2017, we developed the first ideas. And in 2018, we created the DIP token, which is uh, still uh, the core of our uh, economy and the economic model. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was how it started. Very cool. Very cool. Um, oh. Okay, so explain <laughs> how block, blockchain and insurance come together. Okay. Yeah, the one of the, the big problems in insurance is uh, that people don't trust the insurance companies. Yeah, you, if you know mm -hmm. you have an, a car insurance and then you file a claim and then you hope that you get your claim paid out, and uh, if you are lucky, then you get your your money. Uh, but if not, then uh, you're actually um, some screwed, yeah, because you have no chance to uh, to sue an insurance company. It's simply too big, and uh, they don't tell you why they don't give you the money or uh, uh, compensate your claim. Uh, but probably they will have some legal stuff, and uh, somehow they deny your claim. And it's intransparent, and somehow people feel it's unfair because everybody knows these insurance companies they earn a lot of money. And uh, the people pay a lot of premium uh, for all types of insurance, and then they still get not covered. And we wanted to change this. So first of all, more transparency. People should know why and if their claim is paid, and uh, also have a chance to, to understand it, actually, uh, also before they sign the contract, and uh, also the time between a claim uh, or a loss occurs and the claim is paid, uh, we wanted to shorten this time radically uh, to actually to real-time payments. So if there is a loss, then you should receive your payout immediately because that's uh, the time when you need the money. Yeah? I don't need the money two years later. Yeah? I need it when the loss occurs. And uh, so we were also very much into uh, very new fields at that time, uh, so-called parametric insurance. Parametric insurance is a type of insurance where the claim is uh, the decision on a claim is made by a database, yeah, by by actual objective data, uh, for example, weather data, flight data, uh, just to name uh, two of our more prominent examples, uh, wind speed for a hurricane, or uh, also you could uh, build a life insurance, yeah, because. Uh, if somebody uh, dies, then you have a death certificate and probably there is a public record. And so you could actually even decide on life insurance based on a public database. So there's a lot of uh, possible applications for parametric insurance. And of course, parametric insurance is very fair because everybody knows the data. Data is public, ideally, and everybody can check if his claim is justified or not. And because it's data, you can also uh, create real-time payments. Mm -hmm. And that is a big difference to the current traditional insurance. 
and uh, traditional insurance always uh, work with agents, human agents, which uh, make claims processing and that takes a lot of time, is inefficient, uh, costs a lot of money. And uh, if you do it on blockchain, then nobody can uh, actually interfere with this process. Uh, if, it's, uh, if it's in a smart contract, then uh, either the smart contract is completely autonomous and nobody can ever interfere with this process, or if uh, there is still some, uh, some uh, possibility of uh, interference, then still people have a complete audit trail. They can at least understand what's happening. And that makes a big difference. So that's the reason why we think insurance should be on blockchain completely. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think blockchain really helps solve a lot of issues that are in uh, traditional insurance and things like that. Um, through Etherisk, is that how you said Etherisk? The name? Yeah. Well, the, the name is, of course, um, Ethereum and Risk, so something like a fusion of uh, okay. handling risks on Ethereum. So from the beginning, of course, we were focused on Ethereum because of the great community, developer, network, and so on so that was where the name came from got it so like, let's say i need insurance for something and i want to use um and i want to use this how how would i go about um executing a smart contract through this to to get insurance for something and then what can i get insurance for can i get insurance for anything or only specific things well, currently we have uh, uh, a few products which are in development or alive. Uh, we have currently uh, a weather insurance, uh, which is actually a crop insurance for smallholder farmers in Kenya. This is a live product which we are actually uh, currently uh, developing and which is used in the in the field. Mm -hmm. uh, just today, we uh, de deployed uh, eighteen thousand policies uh, on chain, so it is uh, also a product with broad user base and a lot of. Uh, uh, um, uh, a lot of traffic on top of it. Uh, the other thing is uh, so-called flight delay insurance, uh, what we have developed uh, two years ago and which we are currently uh, re-ramping. Um, we, ha we had it live for quite some time, but in the past we always, uh, always needed an insurance company. Yeah? You know, insurance is highly regulated and uh, you cannot only you cannot just uh, sell policies. It's forbidden. Mm -hmm. And in most jurisdictions you are uh, actually you go into jail if you uh, uh, sell insurance policies uh, without a proper license. So that was a big obstacle for us. Uh, but we solved this obstacle also for flight delay. And we have now in Germany a special legal model where we can sell. Uh, it's not uh, legally an insurance, uh, we call it a protection, but uh, from the system and from the mathematics and from the whole process, it's exactly like an insurance. It's only legally not an insurance because we replace legal guarantees by a uh, technical guarantee. Yeah. You, you cannot sue us, uh, but you, you have the smart contract and you can just decide yourself if you want to trust the smart contract or not. And so uh, there is no uh, need for any legal stuff behind it. And uh, also the, the fine print is of course reduced and uh, the smart contracts are checked course by by audits and can also and they are open source so everybody can uh, can check them and uh, that is the second product yeah so crop insurance in Kenya flight delay uh, we have another team working in Puerto Rico working on a hurricane insurance which is quite similar it's also based on data on wind speed data uh, and uh, uh, these guys have uh, a traditional 
branch with where they sell traditional insurance policies, but they want to also sell the blockchain uh, variant. And uh, because they believe that blockchain would reduce much of the friction in the process. And so that is the third product which is worked upon. And in Africa, we have already uh, the next follow-up projects to this crop insurance. So uh, there are a lot of stuff is going on. We have one project in Saxonia and Germany that we have just started uh, last week. And uh, so a lot of uh, different uh, products are in the pipeline. Uh, and uh, the next product which will go live is the flight delay. Got it. Could you use this to get like insurance for, let's say, like a crypto wallet or someplace that you hold crypto or um, any sort of value? Yeah, that's also something what we have, where we have seen a lot of demand. Uh, however, uh, crypto wallet insurance is uh, difficult to to make parametric because uh, if you would have an oracle uh, which uh, would decide if a claim is justified or not, then you could immediately use this oracle to uh, create a false claim. There, there is a nice article by Vitalik on this topic. So actually, uh, theoretically, it's impossible to build a parametric insurance for crypto wallets. So you always need a human factor in it. And that's something against our philosophy. Uh, however, we, uh, we have, of course, talked, uh, for example, with Gnosis. Uh, you know, Gnosis is uh, a large project in Berlin. They have a prediction market, but they also they are the coders of one of the uh, most prominent crypto wallets, uh, the Gnosis Safe. And uh, together with uh, Gnosis, we have uh, many talks about how we could finally build a crypto insurance which would work and which would uh, be efficient and have also these nice properties of being fair, transparent, and so on. Uh, but it's uh, it's really difficult, yeah. And uh, we are, we have not given up. Uh, but the other projects, flight delay, crop insurance, they are still currently a bit higher on the priority. Um, but uh, I think uh, with due time and a bit, um, uh, if some uh, some people from Gnosis and we uh, work together, then I'm pretty confident that we will finally uh, manage to have a crypto wallet insurance. Maybe with some human factor or some DAO would make uh, decisions. I don't know. Yeah, there are many options, and um, I think that's certainly something which we will uh, follow up on. Yeah, the issue is a decision-making process. I imagine you could just implement like a DAO and and have something like that in place exactly. so that you know that could be done. Yeah, it's something what Nexus Mutual does and other uh, projects. If you, for example, in in uh, Coin Gecko, we have this category insurance, and there you can see all these insurance projects uh, which are currently uh, developed and I think it's about uh, 10 or 15 projects and uh, 14 of them are crypto centric so they insure crypto smart contracts so the only risk which they take is the risk of a smart contract to be hacked or uh, broken or whatever and, and uh, uh, these are all uh, actually uh, more or less derivatives of Nexus Mutual, and Nexus Mutual makes the decisions by a day or yeah. So there is a, there is a committee of experts, and they make the decisions. So human factor, uh, that's working nicely, uh, but it's uh, still the human factor, and it's not very clear how you can uh, guarantee that it's fair, yeah, because these uh, how how these people make their decisions may, may not be fully transparent. 
So the only one who is dealing with uh, real-world risks is either risk. Uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm really wondering that we are still the only project that is dealing with real-world risk. So not only crypto risk, but uh, something like weather, flight delay, uh, hurricane, uh, and the like. And uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite interested when the first uh, project will also join the space because it's huge and there are a lot of applications and uh, so um, a lot to do here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a huge concept, you know, including insurance into this um, and then combining it with blockchain. What What are you guys looking to do, like roadmap wise, uh, finishing out the rest of the year, going the next year? What, what do you want to add more products? Do you want to evolve mm -hmm. this process some more, or what, what's uh, what's the plan? Yeah, the the most important uh, uh, step on our roadmap is to uh, to implement staking. So okay. staking would give our DIP token a utility, and uh, it's very clear how we do it uh, in the, from the from the theory. Yeah? So uh, imagine you have an insurance, for example, flight delay, and you have uh, one thousand flights which should be insured. And each of these flights has a maximum payout of uh, $1,000. Then you have uh, $1 million uh, uh, at risk, actually. Yeah? So you need a capital pool of uh, $1 million to pay out in the, in the worst case that all these flights would be paid out. For example, uh, in Iceland, a volcano and all planes are on the ground or something, a terrorist attack and all planes down. So there are real situations where uh, you could imagine that all planes are delayed. Mm -hmm. So actually you need to think about how you can provide uh, this capital pool of $1 million. And the answer is quite easy. So the one part is from the premium. So each everybody pays, for example, $15, but it's only $15,000. It's not a 1 million. You need to cover for the rest. And the rest uh, would be provided by uh, investors who would um, uh, put in a capital. They put the capital at risk. And as a reward, they receive the premiums. Yeah, so they, in, in the good case, that only maybe 5% of the uh, planes are delayed, and the, most of the premiums would end up in the pockets of the investors. And uh, so it's an attractive uh, model. And uh, there are also some um, options how we could reduce the risk for the investors uh, to, that they don't lose all their money if the planes are on the ground. But still, that's, uh, that's one thing. But uh, for uh, this model to work, we need to, uh, to, uh, to incentivize uh, these, um, these investors that they put their money in. And this is done via staking, because with staking, they, we can, on the one side, we can guarantee that only people who are really invested in the platform, so owners of DIP tokens, can earn money, yeah, because uh, the platform development has been paid by the DIP token holders. So actually, we should also restrict the the, the value uh, creating process to these people who have paid for it. Yeah? These are the DIP token holders. So people who want to earn money on the platform need to hold some uh, some DIP tokens. They stake the DIP tokens, and on the other side, they can earn money uh, on the platform. And also, uh, there is uh, our uh, so-called decentralized insurance foundation which holds a large treasury of dip tokens and the decentralized insurance foundation will also support 
or incentivize this process by something like liquidity mining. Yeah? So we, we will uh, incentivize uh, staking of DIP tokens and capital in the risk pools uh, by giving people an additional share of DIP tokens and uh, to make it attractive for uh, both uh, investors and also people who provide other type of services like oracles or product builders or, and so on. So that is the idea. Um, gives the DIF token a utility by staking and uh, we, are, we are currently building the smart contracts for staking, uh, which is uh, a bit more uh, challenging, like, for example, uh, pools for Uniswap or something. Yeah. It's the same thing. You can stake Uniswap tokens and then you can invest. Um, but uh, in insurance, uh, it's a bit more challenging because you need to uh, link your capital to the actual risks. And that is uh, a bit com more complicated from the bookkeeping. Yeah? And uh, so uh, we think that will happen early next year. And uh, also, of course, you want to link this to concrete products like flight delay, uh, crop insurance, and all the other products which we have in the pipeline. That's uh, the big thing. And uh, on the other side, we have also, of course, uh, some other interesting stuff on our roadmap. Uh, we are um, uh, building an ecosystem for developers. Uh, we have uh, just a few weeks ago, we have uh, acquired a large open source uh, platform for developing uh, applications, a rapid pro prototyping uh, platform. And that is also something which we want to bring to our community. Uh, that is also planned uh, for, the, uh, for the next uh, few months that we uh, give our community a full experience of uh, developer experience, investor experience, and also customer experience. So that's the idea. You guys got a lot going on, huh? You guys are going to stay pretty busy. Absolutely. Yeah, the idea is to, we, we are not a company which just builds one or two products. Of course, we have some products, but uh, in the long run, we want to encourage independent teams to build their own products. For example, the Hurricane uh, team in Puerto Rico. This is an independent team. They are not uh, paid by us, but they are working on their own product and uh, still using our platform. The platform is open source. Anybody can use it. It's free, free of fees. Uh, and uh, only if you want to earn money with the platform, then you need to stake DIP tokens. But you don't need to pay for it. If you uh, stop earning money and you get your DIP tokens back, yeah, it's. Uh, the dip tokens are not burned or something. So uh, uh, that's the idea, create an open platform for developers, product builders, uh, Oracle uh, owners, data owners, and uh, all together should have a perfect experience on building on the platform. Awesome. Uh, before we wrap up here, where should people go if they want to know more about Etherisk and uh, blockchain and insurance and might want to use it? Where should they go? Where should they... Um, um, that is their website, is their Discord, is their Telegram? Yeah. Where, where would you direct people? Of course. Yeah. Well, we had the, the first point of contact for most people is the Telegram channel. Uh, it's uh, on our website. Our website is isaris.com as usual. And there are all the links to our social media channels. We, have, we are present on Twitter. We are present on YouTube. Uh, we have a blog. Uh, we have Twitter, the Telegram channel. And uh, for each of these channels, we have a specific uh, idea. Yeah? For example, the blog is for 
longer pieces of, uh, for example, tutorials or uh, announcement press release. That's a blog. Then the Telegram channel is for the daily uh, chit chat. And uh, then we have Twitter for announcement and also daily uh, announcements uh, or reminders of some interesting stuff. And we also look at the, the whole of the industry and give interesting links to what's happening around us. And um, of course, then we have a forum. Uh, the forum is more for the theoretical discussion. So mm -hmm. there are many people who have very interesting insights. And the forum is uh, the place where you can discuss with other members of the community on certain topics and uh, collect all the ideas uh, to in certain threads where things are collected and easy to find. So um, yeah, for people who join us, uh, probably the easiest way is just to uh, join the Telegram channel and uh, uh, watch what's happening, uh, go on Twitter. And uh, for people who want, would like a more deep uh, insight, uh, read our blog articles uh, and go into the forum and uh, start discussing with other community members. Perfect. We'll add a lot of that uh, stuff into the description for the episode so people can find it and click on the links and, and go in and check out. Exactly. The chat so on, on, our, on our homepage, so on the website, there are all these social links uh, to all these uh, channels. And also, we, we are currently building up a YouTube channel with uh, tutorials and also other interesting stuff. We have uh, travel reports from our travel to Kenya. And uh, next week, the whole team is in Kenya and uh, pushing forward the crop insurance project. And uh, we will uh, certainly uh, publish some videos from the visit in the field and discussions there. And uh, it's also interesting to see what's happening there. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Christoph, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today um, and, and really explain, you know, how insurance and blockchain kind of come together. It's an interesting concept and it's it's definitely an important one. So thank you really for explaining it and going into detail and, and on Etherisk as well. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>